you know, are you willing to trade the one quality? I'm abandoning this, this analogy. <laughs> I just Why? I just, I just can't, it was, it was too complicated from the beginning. I was, I was just about to say, like, I was not interrupting very intentionally. Cause I was like, this is the opening little blip. try the podcast where we try to understand poetry i'm just kidding it's called poetry we are yuki and koya she's yuki i'm koya and we're two people who are not really qualified to talk about poetry but like it and want to understand it for me this is an opportunity to have a different relationship with poetry you know, like when we were in school trying to learn what poetry was, I never was able to appreciate it or dig into it to apply what it was trying to say to my own life. And I think if I were left to my own devices, I never would. So I'm really <laughs> grateful that you were the the inspiration for this podcast. You started sending me poetry and then we could kind of reflect on it together. Cause I think it's really hard when you're trying to pick apart something by yourself, but if you have somebody else to bounce it off of, it makes it a lot easier. It's also just more fun because a lot of these poems or all the poems that we've looked at so far are ones that I've read before and that I had kind of my own kind of nascent interpretations of, but my interpretations become a lot richer as I have been discussing them with you. So it's just like, it's, I think just a nicer way of kind of getting into really anything but poetry in particular which is a form of writing that I've always loved but have always had like quite an amateur relationship with so I'm very happy to be able to just kind of deepen my understanding in this way and have fun more about you oh what about me I get to learn more about you oh you get to learn more about me Yeah. Yeah. yeah you do get to learn more about me And I get to learn more about you. No, you didn't need to say that. (laughs) Just to give y'all some background, the poem we're reading for today, Trading for Heaven, is from Leong Lee's 2008 collection, Behind My Eyes. Leong Lee is an American poet born in 1957 in Indonesia to Chinese parents. Lee has written four books of poetry besides Behind My Eyes, with his most recent work being 2018's The Undressing. He's been the recipient of numerous awards and fellowships, including, among many others, the American Book Award and fellowships for the National Endowment for the Arts, John Simon Guggenheim Memorial Foundation, and the Academy of American Poets. Lee's parents, Chinese political exiles who escaped Mao's China in the late 1950s, eventually settled in the United States in 1964, where his father entered seminary and eventually became a Presbyterian minister. Owing to this background, Lee's work often explores his personal experiences with violence, loss, and exile, as well as his experiences as a Chinese-American and his relationship with God and or the sublime. I think one of the best summaries of Lee's work is reflected in this line from his biography on the Blue Flower Arts website. Through the observation and translation of often unassuming and silent moments, the poetry of Lee Young Lee gives clear voice to the solemn and extraordinary beauty found within humanity. By employing hauntingly lyrical skill 
and astute political awareness, Lee allows silence, sound, form, and spirit to emerge brilliantly onto the page. For more resources on Leung Lee's life and works, stay tuned for the credits after the show. So I chose this one because I don't understand it. (laughs) I think the the few that I've sent so far were some of the more concrete ones compared to the rest of the collection. I'll be really interested to see, to know what you have to think about the rest of the collection once you look at it. But this one is a little more opaque and the subject matter is definitely not necessarily more up for interpretation, but it's, I think, a little bit more abstract. And so I just chose this one because I thought it would be interesting for us both to talk about since I don't have a clear idea of what it's about. And it'd be interesting to hear the perspective of someone else. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Like when I was reading it, I kept like coming up with a lot of different stories. I think like one problem that I have with poetry is that I try to make it concrete when maybe it's not really meant to be. Yeah. So I think that even though it wasn't concrete, there were certain lines that popped out to me, certain things that even if the art... I feel like with his poetry, it's usually that I don't necessarily understand every line, but I understand the gist. And this Mm. one is like the opposite where I don't necessarily get the gist, the overarching theme, but I do, there are certain lines that ring very true and resonate with me. Mm -hmm. And so that I liked a lot in this poem. What was like the, like a line that you were like, oh, there were at least two. Maybe we should read it first. Okay. And then we should dive in. Okay. Okay. Trading for Heaven by Leon Lee. I saw you at the top of the stairs. Now I live a secret life. I saw you holding open the door. Now I'm filling pages with things I can't tell anyone. Now I'm more alone than I've ever been. I traded every beyond, every someday for heaven in my lifetime. Now I'm dying of my life. Now I'm alive inside my death. Do you see the space between our bodies? Barely a hand, hardly a breath. It is the space mountains and rivers are made of. It is the beginning of oceans, the space between either and or, both and neither, the happiness of forgetting our names and the happiness of hearing them for the first time. I heard you singing yourself to sleep. It was a song from both of our childhoods. And now I don't know if singing is a form of helplessness, time's architecture revealed, or some inborn motive all blood and breath obey to enact a savage wheel. I found you at dawn sitting by the open kitchen window. You were sorting seeds in a plate. And if you were praying out loud, I'll never tell. And if you were listening to the doves, and if their various wooing and cooing and dying in time are your earliest questions blown back to you through the ragged seasons. And if you've lived your life in answer to those questions, I'll never tell. Your destiny is safe with me. Your childhood is safe with me. What you decide to bury is safe with me. So what do you think? No, what do you think? I want to hear your thoughts. Okay, so I came up with like a lot of different scenarios when I was trying to like figure out what's going on in this poem. Okay. Okay. Um, 
first line of thought, like trading for heaven, um, made me think of the, the line in the Bible. It's kind of like something about it's really hard for rich people to inherit the kingdom of heaven because they're so attached to the world. Hmm. Um, but you have to like kind of let go of the world to be able to enter the kingdom of heaven and kind of, you know, move past the worldly things. Um, but he's done the opposite. Like he's traded heaven for whatever he has now, um, which like could be something really awesome. Right. So it's like, uh, the other thing I was thinking of was like selling your soul to the devil so that you could have like a really awesome time on earth, you know? And so like, okay, fine. I don't get to go to heaven, but I get to have this time with this person that I really, that's, I think that's the crux of this is like, there's this person who they really want to be close to, but there's this, this distance, but also like a yearning for closeness. Mm -hmm. Um, So the other story that I made up for myself was like, okay, this is like a couple that was like very much in love, but they're going through some kind of like, uh, what's the word? Estrangement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I don't know, do any of those stories like, or, or what I see perceive as the crux of the poem, do any of those resonate with you? I mean, it's interesting. So, some of them, some of it does, but it's, it's the first thing that pops out at me. Oh, actually first, before I say that, I just wanted to say, um, I love hearing your readings because there's always something where I I'm just like, I would not have read that line that way. Which one? This one, it was all the wooing and cooing. (laughs) How would you read it? I would have said wooing and cooing, which is like very clinical and dry. Oh, I made it like a bird noise. But it it is because it's uh, listening to doves. Yeah. But is that what you're saying? Yeah, but I like that. Okay. Okay. So it's interesting. Your interpretation is interesting because I, I interpreted the title almost the exact opposite as though he was not um, trading heaven for something else, but that he's trading something else for heaven. And so that the relationship that he has, I'm, I don't see so much estrangement as you do. And I'm curious to know where you see estrangement in the poem. Mm. Maybe it's kind of like, you know, so it starts out like I see you at the top of the stairs. So there's like, you know, you're like observing something kind of at a distance and mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you're not engaging with that person who's like clearly in your house. You're just kind of like, like they're there, I'm here. And so there's this kind of this distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, you know, this, on the, it's like, I found you at dawn sitting by the open window, you were mm-hmm. sorting seeds in a place. So it's also this kind of like, this person is doing something you're choosing not to engage with them you're choosing to kind of like let them be in their own world and like sing a song to themselves or like talk to themselves about something that's troubling them or you know letting them have their own space yeah okay yeah I can see that I mean so my sort of overarching interpretation as best as I can get at it is that when you are with someone that you truly want to be with there's a part of yourself that you have to give up like a lot like a lot of what he's doing is this kind of like furtive aloneness 
like he can't really be with himself or be himself in the same way because he's sharing the space with someone else, which I might be reading into that because that's how I was when I was in relationships. But particularly this line about trading, I traded every beyond every someday for heaven in my lifetime, where you're having to give up options, you're having to give up possibilities for the thing that you have now, which is a kind of heaven, but it's a heaven that you give up the, you know, you give up the possibilities of other heavens for. And I've never been in a relationship that I thought felt like heaven, but I've been in relationships where I definitely felt like I was giving something up, giving up possibilities. And the reason why I was asking about what you were saying about estrangement is because to me, it sounds like someone who was like, like a couple that is like living on top of each other, just kind of in the way that couples do, not necessarily that it's a, a problem. He says, do you see the space between our bodies? Barely a hand, hardly a breath. It is a space mountains and rivers are made of. It is the space, it is the beginning of oceans, the space between either and or, both and neither, the happiness of forgetting our names and the happiness of hearing them for the first time. So it's like you have less space, you know, as a couple because you're with this other person, but it, it is like there is a lot of meaning in the lack of space, more meaning than there would be in having a lot of space to yourself. Okay, I didn't quite follow. I don't know how I would put it in another way. Basically, I got the kind of, I got like an opposite thing that there wasn't like a lot of space between them. I mean, I like I see that in the, like in the, the lines that you pulled out, but I felt like there were there were other instances where he's kind of talking about like a lack of distance. Is it that, is it that like he wants some space, but there isn't space? I can't really tell if he wants space. I, he kind of seems ambivalent about it because he's, he seems like he's just kind of acknowledging that he has given this up. You know, mm. there is like a little bit of like a wistfulness and a little bit of a moodiness about it. There are certainly lines where it seems like he's wanting something else you know like now I'm dying of my life now I'm alive inside my death mm -hmm. that doesn't like you know like if you're in a relationship and someone <laughs> said that to you you wouldn't like feel like they were like happy right 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 <laughs> right relationship but it, it kind of seemed kind of just like matter of fact at the same time yeah because then he you know he goes on to talk about all of the things that he's keeping for this person and this kind of like deep intimacy that they're able to have and share with each other your destiny is safe with me. Your childhood is safe with me. What you decide to bury is safe with me. You know, that kind of safety and security with someone can only come from this deep intimacy, this kind of lack of space, this like meeting of, of people and, and being willing to give up those possibilities because you want this meaningful safety, security with them. And so to me, it seems like, it seems like a very deep ambivalence about whether mm. or not he likes this arrangement. I mean, I think ultimately he does. I think the way he ends it, I think that he does. But in general, it seems to me that he's sort of like, this is what it is. <laughs> this is like the, the being in a relationship is giving this up. And now I've done it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like this, but I get this out of it. You know? Yeah. 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 I totally agree. I think um, there's, there's also like a very deep history that I feel in this poem, you know, he talks about like, um, you know, this is a song from both of our childhoods. Mm -hmm. And so like, this is not just like a life that he's agreed to from, you know, the point that they chose to live together or whatever. Like this is like, there's a long history 
there. Uh, <laughs> I think you're right too. Like the, the thing about like, I'm dying of my life. Um, it doesn't sound like if, yeah, someone said that to you, you'd be like, excuse me. <laughs> um, but maybe it's like, you know, the, the, maybe the positive way to read that is like, this is my life. Like, this is yeah. the life that I have decided on living. Yeah. Yeah. And like, the, uh, this is what I'm going to go out with. Like, this is what I got. Right. Th- this is what I've chosen. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I definitely think there's something in that. There, there's like a power in making the choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, that it's meaningful to have made the choice. But it's also like, you know, he chose those words rather specifically. And that is sort of what a poet would say when they were like, do I want a divorce? You know, like that's... <laughs> Like, it's just not, it's just not what you would say if you weren't, you know, just sort of like staring off into middle distance and contemplating like, so this is the rest of my life, you know, like it's, it's very much that sort of like, wow. So it's going to be this day in and day out forever. Yeah. Um, he seems to arrive at a place that is like, like what you were saying that the deep history, like that is worth it, you know, to, to be able to share that deep history with someone and, and, and create this life. Um, and build something with someone that is worth what seems a little bit like drudgery, I think is a little bit like what he's describing. Yeah. It's like, it's like a very, um, it's a, like the day-to-day life, right? It's like what you were Mm -hmm. saying about the sweet peace and time. Mm -hmm. Like it's a very tender, like sweet monotony. um, Yes. Which I think can be, you know, that's probably like 90% of, you know, married life and very pleasant love that you know so beyond that like one thing um I was also thinking was that you know maybe there's a little bit of like his his thoughts are like meandering a little bit so like you know maybe he's like do I want a divorce but we've been together for so long we have so much shared history and yeah you know he's like and you know I get to spend these like sweet moments observing this other person yeah and our sweet monotonous yeah. Everyday life together. There is definitely a, like in a, like a sense of that he's like working it out in real time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And sure. he ends on a good note. So I think that he does. A good it's sign. beautiful. Yeah. Well, you decide to bury it safe with me. I mean, that's, that's, um, you know, that's, it's like, uh, if the other line, you know, now I'm dying of my life is like, maybe we should think about getting a divorce. I mean, this is like, this is, so loving and and so like reassuring you know it's like the opposite of that yeah okay question Mm -hmm. second line now i live a secret life what do you think that is i understood that um (laughs) you know how when you and i don't know if this like expires at some point because i i mean you've been married for you've been married for like 10 years right forever yes yeah it's been like forever (laughs) um so i don't know if this like expires at some point but I definitely have had the experience of being in a long-term relationship and being like, this person cannot see me <laughs> at like, at like my, my truest form, you know, like they will be disgusted or they will be horrified or whatever it is. And I mean, I, I, I don't know if that's necessarily what, I don't think he's necessarily getting at being disgusted or horrified, but just, just the sense that like, there is a part of yourself that you hold back um, mm. when you're with someone else. That was how I interpreted it because that, that, that line mirrors the, the, the the second line of the second stanza now i'm filling pages with things i can't tell anyone i mean he's talking about being with someone but not being able to express something very close to him so there is something that he's holding back so i can only assume because 
there is so much of what this other person is able to give to him. Like this person can tell all their secrets and their destiny and their childhood is safe. Um, and so you would assume that that's reciprocal, right? In in a relationship where there seems to be this much deep feeling and, and love and reassurance. Um, and yet he feels like he has to hold back. What do you think about that line? Yeah. Well, so I asked you cause I had no idea what it meant, but that makes a lot of sense. And I, I get the sense that, you know, these are two people who have had a really long and deep relationship. I mean, you know, he starts out all of those lines with now, you know, maybe he's trying to get to a place where, you know, he, he says, well, if what you decide to bury is safe with me, then maybe what I want to bury is safe with you too. You know, maybe he's trying to like get to a place where he can accept that as the truth, even though like right yeah. now he does feel this reticence to share his yeah. whole self. Yeah, it does seem like something like that because he's observing all of these intimate moments from the other person, and but he's hiding all of his intimate moments. Like he's like hoarding them for him for himself. Like he doesn't want them to be witnessed, but he's witnessing this other person, you know, like you know, praying out loud. I mean, th- these are like significant. I mean, that's that's um, maybe not significantly, but it's it, it's very personal. Equally, if not more personal than you know, filling pages with things you can't tell anyone. Right. Um, and so he's, he's able to witness that and see that as something worth holding and, and keeping safe. And so it does seem like he is trying to work out whether or not that's something he can share. Like that's a part of himself he can share. Right. Um, when it does seem like this person is a little bit more comfortable. Um, I mean, we don't really know. Actually, we don't know if the person is comfortable. It's just that he happens to, there, it seems to be, they're they're sharing a space. And so he just, he's seeing it regardless of whether or not they're comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it does remind me a little bit of like, like me and Sky. Like there are so many, like, I I feel like I am just like, like, I have feelings. Let me tell you my feelings, (laughs) you know, I'm like so open and, you know, like I trust that those feelings are going to be safe with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't always know if the other <laughs> way around is also true for him. Mm-hmm. Like there are times when, you know, like, I can't think of a good example, but, you know, I'll be like, I'll like ask him if he wants to do something and he knows what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So he'll just, he'll just say like, you know, what, whatever it is that I want to do. And I'm sure there's, there's like this secret world inside him where he's like, you know, I'll just I'll do whatever it is that will make Yuki happy because like, just let her have her way. I wish I could think of a good example. <laughs> you know, but maybe he's like, there's this feeling of like his feelings aren't safe with me or something or his, his experience isn't safe with me. I'll ask him for a good example when he comes back. <laughs> Oh, I wanted to bring attention to, because I highlighted the, now I'm dying of my life, but then I didn't say anything about the next line. Now I'm alive inside my death, which is, I think, again, sort of that, that wrestling with that idea, because now I'm alive inside my death feels much more hopeful. Yes. um, That I'm dying of my life. He's like arriving at this place where it's like, okay, I'm, you know, it's day in, day out. 
marching towards death, but I feel more alive, you know, in this than I ever would in any other circumstance, you know? And so this is the, the trade-off is worth it. And mm-hmm. I mean, the whole thing is about, is about this trade-off. Right. And it seems like he's, he's deciding whether or not it was worthwhile. I mean, I think he starts off just, I mean, if we take the title to be the start of the poem, and I think that he starts off with the conclusion he arrives at, which is that he has traded well. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Hey, Sky. I want you to think of a time when like we're having a conversation or like we are doing something and I'm like, Sky, do you really feel that way? Or are you just saying that? Cause you know, that's what I want. I feel like you say that a lot, actually. I know. I do feel like I say that a lot. I can't think of like one example right now, but I don't know. Like if you're paying something, you have to wear like it. Like are you just saying that? Or... Yes, that's a good example. That's a good example. So I'm like painting. Example? He said, like, so I'm like painting something, you know, and like I show it to him, and clearly I just want his approval, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, look at it. What do you think? And he'll just be like, it's pretty. I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah. I mean, you would do the same thing for like, if he were, if he were, if he was creating something and he should, would you, would you be like, this isn't very good and it could use some. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. I think so I, I want someone to do people. that. Actually. I think really? I, I want some, I think I want a critique. Yeah. No, I just want affirmation. That <laughs> <laughs> so wasn't a great example, but I'll think of a better example. <laughs> what? Can you sing a song? <laughs> what coming out now. He's like, or if you sing a song, because I'm always singing songs and making up songs. And I'm like, hey, what'd you think of that one? He's like, it was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> like a hostage. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's basically, my, maybe that's the, the interpretation. You think? We, we are choosing to be each other's hostages. Mm. you know like we are we are trapped together in this not death but like we're trapped together in this machine of our own design and our own choosing Mm -hmm. but it is a trap that is marching us towards death which right to be yeah yeah i mean i can very much relate to being in a relationship and just becoming suddenly hyper conscious of like the passage of time (laughs) And just like, I've had that thought and I've had the opposite reaction to him, which is like, this is not worth it. <laughs> and I don't want to w- march towards death. I do not want to die inside my life with this person. It was like this an life. extremely ta- tall order. Yeah. Yeah. And then that relationship ends. Maybe that's the question we all need to ask ourselves before we get married. I, I mean, I think it is. I, I, I really do. I mean, I think that like, you know, are you willing to trade a certain kind of loneliness for a different kind of loneliness but it's of a different texture and quality when you're with someone sometimes it's worse when you're with someone sometimes it's better when you're with someone but like you know are you willing to trade that for for the for this person no i i think that is like such a core thing that you hit on like there like it's it's lonely. Mm-hmm. You are like that, that piece that you said, like you're trading one kind of loneliness for a different kind of loneliness. Like 
loneliness in the sense of like, you know, you don't have a partner, you don't have someone to share those experiences with, like that's one kind of loneliness. And you're trading that for like a kind of even more profound loneliness where you're like constantly with someone yeah. and yet you can't share yeah. everything. And you have to steal moments away in order to be a part of yourself that you would be able to express more fully if you were alone. Yeah. 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 I think that's it. I think you like, yeah, I locked it. <laughs> what do you think about this? Okay. This, the two stanzas they have like the most difficulty with both in meaning and a little bit in form too is at the very top of the second page. And now I don't know if singing is a form of helplessness times architecture revealed or some inborn motive, all blood and breath obey to enact a savage wheel. What do you think about that? That to me feels a lot more like the marching, plotting towards death. You know, it's like this savage wheel is just like turning and turning and we're just like forced to like keep moving towards this thing. And the singing, you know, it's like we're doing this, you know, there's some practice to help us get through this like plotting. Yeah. You know. It is a little bit like what you just said about singing to Sky. Like, there's like a real hostage situation in this in this line of like, you know, she's singing because she's happy, or she's singing because like we gotta pass the time. So right, we gotta get through this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I that stanza is is not clear to me at all. Right, like the helplessness part. That's that's what we were just saying. Like we're singing yeah. to get through it, but the an inborn or motive- part. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, exactly. So it's the or actually there that is that is confusing because I think if he, um, if it was like an and, I feel like that would go together, the helplessness and an inborn motive, you know, um, because it's 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 like technically different. I don't understand the differentiation he's making with that. Yeah. One. Oh, okay, okay. I got I got something. So, you know, it's maybe the or is, you know, something that is just human nature, all blood and breath obey. Like we're, you know, are we singing to help us get through this? Or are we just singing because that's just what we do? You know, and maybe the corollary is, are we like, are we spending these little mundane moments together to get us through life? Or is this just life? Life is just mundane. Which to me, like, again, those two lines seem to mirror each other to me. And that's why I still don't understand the differentiation. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. Like the times architecture revealed is kind of saying time just kind of passes this way, huh? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he does this in his other poems too, where he does the like, you know, this is a thing, this is not a thing. And he like juxtaposes them together. Yeah. But maybe it's a little bit of, maybe it's a little bit of that. Maybe it's his way of saying like, it's both. But the both are the same. Yeah. I, I, I am missing some, some part of his intention there because whatever he's juxtaposing to me don't seem different enough to be juxtaposed. Well, maybe, but maybe it's, that's the point. Maybe he's not, he's saying that they're ah, the same, you know, it's like, gotcha, gotcha. it's like okay. saying like, is it a yellow citrus fruit or is it a lemon? And you're like, mm. motherfucker, those are the same thing, you know? 
so he's like is it a form of helplessness or is this just like oh and so maybe that's his way of saying it's both yeah which is pretty bleak yeah (laughs) i mean i i i'm glad he arrived where he arrived but seems like it took a journey to get there you know like how would how would you feel if like sky had written this yeah (laughs) so i was i was thinking about the line now i'm filling pages with things i can't tell anyone right and i imagine that this is what he's filling the pages with right (laughs) and i'm like you just told everyone Except you told me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now everyone in the world knows that you're having these vacillating, you know, feelings about yeah. our life together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you ended up in a good spot, but damn. Yeah, I know. Like you just let everybody. Well, <sighs> I mean, I, I mean, I, yeah. Like I, I, I just, I can imagine just like being someone's partner and just being like, you know, reading their poem and being like, oh, so. Life is a slow march towards death. Does love make it worth it? Maybe, maybe not. Hard to say. And then you're just like, we're married. (laughs) (laughs) What do we do now? Just keep marching. (laughs) I guess. Just keep on enacting the savage wheel, you know? yeah it's dark it's bleak bleak is the perfect word for it it is it is a little bit bleak and i and like it's almost like he's deciding things he's thinking things through he's weighing his options he's you know he's going through it and and he does you know not that there, there aren't moments in the poem where he's describing what's good about being in a relationship all of the meaning and the history that's made but like it kind of goes from the savage wheel to um, these like very, very, very quiet moments of their life where he seems to be so, um, he seems to find those moments particularly meaningful and there's, there seems to be something that draws him in. Perhaps it is, it's the, the fact that he is privy to these intimate, intimate moments. Maybe it's that itself that is like uh, so meaningful to him and that makes it all worth it but we don't really know that a little like i feel like the the interiority of his experience disappears a little bit because he's no longer talking about himself he's talking about how he's going to keep this other person's secrets and like what he's watching this other person do and like how he's witnessing and observing this other person and so there's a little bit where like i feel like there is like the mood switch is a little bit confusing to me um, where it's like, well, how did you get there? How did you decide ultimately that this is, you know, worthwhile? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was that switch to thinking about the other person. Yeah. You know, because I, it, now that you say that you're totally right. Like, you know, I think it starts off very eye heavy. And yeah. when he's thinking about like himself and like, what maybe he's given up or what this experience is like just for him yeah then it feels a little bit bleak and gray and yeah you know like oh what else could there have been mm-hmm. or what what could I what I wish I could share you know 
Yeah. But I don't feel like I can. But when yeah. he makes that switch in the you know end of the poem, and he's really thinking about these really tender moments that he's very protective of, then that's where that shift seems to happen, which seems like a good thing to have in a, a marriage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, actually, now that I'm kind of looking at like the middle the structure of the poem is such that he kind of goes back and forth throughout. So I guess I'm saying that there's like, you know, he, the way he jumps to that is a little bit jarring, but maybe it isn't because, you know, I, or maybe, maybe it is, but it's like, because it is also jarring to go from now I'm dying of my life. Now I'm alive inside my death. And it's also jarring to go from, you know, he's talking about the space between their bodies being so being about there not being any space but about that lack of space being so meaningful. So I think maybe it's, in, I mean, or it must be intentional, the, the sort of back and forth and wrestling with it. Yeah. Yeah. That is one of my favorite lines in this poem. Like the, do you see the space between our bodies? Barely a hand, hardly a breath. It is the space mountains and rivers are made of. It is the beginning of oceans, the space between either and or, both and neither the happiness of forgetting our names and the happiness of hearing them for the first time. It's like, Ooh, mm-hmm. it, that's so funny because um, I feel like that speaks to our relative positions because that was, I mean, it, it's a beautiful, that those are, it's a beautiful collection of stanzas, but I was by far, I resonated much more with the, like, you know, I got to live a secret life. You're up in my <laughs> space and, you know, I've made this choice. And uh, I got to figure out if it's the right choice. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas I don't, I have not arrived in a relationship where I'm like, you know, I'm glad we don't have any fucking space between us. Like this feels good. (laughs) I haven't experienced that. So I'm just sort of like, is it the space of mountains and rivers? Like, are you sure? That's not what it was like for me. But I'm glad it's that for you. Or it seems to be. Well, I think this is what I aspire to. Yeah. For like that lack of space, that lack of personal space (laughs) to be like so profound in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. I think it has to be right. Because like, I mean, you and Sky, you, you work together all day. I know it's bizarre. And then you still want to see each other after work. I know. So it must be, I mean, that, that must be what's happening. <laughs> if it weren't, you would be like me and you would be like the sliver of space between us is killing me. <laughs> you know, never had a relationship where I can imagine spending all day with a person and then being like, yeah, I'd like to spend more of the day with you. Like that sounds like a good, t- good time. <laughs> I just like, to be I, fair, I'm struggling to imagine it, you know. To be fair, I think we need we need our space apart, you know. But I think the difference is that when he's away, it makes me really grateful for when he's back. Mm. And we, yeah, like we have no personal space again, you know. Yeah, yeah. There was something you said a while ago. I don't remember what it was. I don't, you said something. And I was like, wow, you guys must really like each other. I can't can't remember what it was in response to, but I remember just being like in awe, like, wow, you all really truly enjoy each other's company. Um, 
Any closing thoughts? I have two um, closing thoughts. I have two closing thoughts. Yeah. When is a response to that? Someone once told me, uh, they were like, so like what TV shows do you and Sky watch together? And we're like, I was like, oh, I don't know. There's like this one that we watch. And she's like, so like when you two are together, you don't just like watch TV together. And I was like, I mean, we do sometimes. And she's like, so you just like have conversations. And I was like, I guess, <laughs> you know, like I never even stopped <laughs> to think about it before. And she's like, what do you have to talk about? Like, you know, it's just like the, just like the incredulousness in her voice. Yeah. was like, so strange to me. That's what it was. When I asked you, um, if you all, cause you all eat dinner together every night. And I asked you if you ever watch TV and you're like, no, not usually. And I was just like, so you just sit at a table <laughs> looking at each other <laughs> after having seen each other all day in the same office, you then sit down to like face each other directly and then are just like this is good this is a good thing that we get to see each other more (laughs) and and I was like wow I'm glad for you me too I don't know how this happened (laughs) pure accident (laughs) I I'm grateful that I didn't have this level of reflection (laughs) when I was entering into this relationship because if I had I mean, I have had, I mean, I have, and it's, I mean, I, I chose this poem because I wanted to get clarity on it. And I certainly did because I really do, or at least what it brought up for me was my own experiences of like weighing these options and realizing that I was like, absolutely trading for hell. (laughs) (laughs) Like 100%. We need to send that particular (laughs) snippet to every person you've ever dated. Just put it like, put it on a, like a drive, <laughs> put it in the mail. Yeah. What was your second, your second um, closing thought? Oh, second closing thought. I was thinking about, like, I feel like a lot of his poems are very like mellow and quiet and like a little mm-hmm. bit like not gloomy, but like, you know, there's like this kind of dampened mood, I would mm-hmm. say. Um but I was thinking about this, the last stanza and thinking about the kind of relationship that I want to have mm-hmm. with my husband and thinking like, you know, I definitely want the kind of relationship where, you know, my future and my feelings are safe with him and he can feel the same thing about me, but I also want so much more, you know, like I don't just want this sedate, contented pleasantness like I also Mm -hmm. want excitement and joy and like you know I just want more Mm. um and I wonder I just like wonder what their relationship is like you know like him and his wife I do too yeah because I think it would be there's a part of me that feels it would be absolutely thrilling to be married to a poet who is like constantly musing about on some level on how great you are, you know, which he does in a lot of his poems. I mean, this one is relatively ambivalent, but like, you know, a lot of other ones are just like, I think you're beautiful. I love making the bed with you. I, yeah, I love making the bed with you. You know, you have, you have a beautiful stomach and then I made love to you, you know, it's just, yeah. like, <laughs> and it's, you know, there's a part of me that thinks that would be really thrilling. Do you think she you know? agrees before he publishes those poems? 
Because they're not necessarily about her. That's true. But they are definitely about her. That's true. I mean, some of them are because he, like, uses his wife's name, you know? Some of them are definitely, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts? My only closing thought um, is just how much I like, like, how loving the last stanza is. I, I just, you know, your destiny is safe with me. Your childhood is safe with me. What you decide to bury is safe with me. I mean, that's such a, um, I think said sincerely, I, I, I think I would like, I would love to hear that from someone, you know, it would really make up for all of the, like, love is a kind of death, you know, kind of thing that happens in the first part of the poem. But, you know, the, the reassurance that, you know, your, your past, present and future, all of this is held and, and secure. I mean, that's a, yeah, I don't know. It's just so loving. It's so warm. That's my final thought. And that's our podcast. And that's our podcast. Leung Lee's biography was compiled from poets.org, blueflowerarts.com, poetryarchives.org, and poetryfoundation.org. Our music is from Less FM. For questions, comments, concerns, or if you have a poem that you'd like us to discuss, hit us up at wepoetried at gmail.com. That's we.poe.tried at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. See y'all next time.